Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It's the best of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Aaron Sexton. Matt is on vacation this week, but we've got a great show lined up for you. We will have Campus Confidential, as we do every day, coming up at 440. I'll go over all the latest news in college athletics. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Jim Turner Chevrolet. And we'll hear some of Matt's best interviews from the last couple of months. We'll hear from the voice of the Texas Rangers, Eric Nadell. He stepped away from his broadcasting duties before the season because of mental health issues. And Matt was able to talk with him, and I believe it's his only interview since he stepped away from the Rangers broadcast booth. If it isn't the only one, it's one of very few. It's a great conversation, and you'll be able to hear that coming up. We'll also hear from Fee Mulkey. Matt talked with her after she won her eighth consecutive national title with Baylor Acrobatic and Tumbling this year and her 12th title overall in her coaching career. We'll also talk with former Baylor baseball coach Steve Smith. But first, last week during Big 12 Media Days, Matt was able to talk with the athletic director of BYU, Tom Holmo, and here is that conversation. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, uh, Big 12 Media Days. And Tom Homo, the uh, athletic director at BYU, joining us now. And, uh, Tom, we've already kind of gotten the Baylor-BYU rivalry going again. It was several years ago when y'all were great. We had Steve Young was there. Um, were you playing with Steve, or were you a little bit before? I was a little bit okay. before. I left in 82, and they Got played it. Baylor in 83. That's it. I think Bosco, one of the Robbie Bosco, Bosco got a hold of us and, and killed us out there. But Steve Young, the Baylor won that game 46-40. to 40. So I don't always have great scores to report from those years, but th- those were uh, those were fun times. And then these last two matchups, I mean, I was a little bummed that we weren't playing this year, uh, BYU and Baylor. But it does seem like that was fortuitous that you all had these games lined up. And then, of course, the whole Big 12 things happened. I mean, were you looking ahead when you made those? Uh, I mean, I guess you all made that schedule, what, 10 years ahead of that? I wouldn't have known anything. But I was surprised that they didn't put us in with Baylor because people that are starting to say, what are, what are the new rivalries going to be and how yeah. is going to be? People pit Baylor and Brigham Young against each other. And I think it's great. We, we went down there. The last time it was a super friendly atmosphere. It was a homecoming game. The people were super friendly. The game was tough. BYU lost to a really good Baylor team that year. And then we repaid, the, got them back in Provo. Mm-hmm. I think it's set up to be a really good rivalry, and it, we'll start seeing hopefully the year mm-hmm. next year. And we've hired some of your coaches. You know, we, we went after your offense coordinator, Jeff Grimes. He's become a good friend of mine, Eric Mateos. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure you like those guys a lot, but also hated to see them go. But that's even added maybe to the 
to the rivalry a little bit. Yeah, those are good guys. Yeah, I know. Eric Mateos' wife was my uh, administrative assistant. And so like, I'm like, well, you took my girl and you take her out. You know, I lose you and my assistant. That's not very fair. Oh, man, and she's cool. They they do pictures together after every game yeah, on the yeah, field. Yeah. That may go back to BYU and everything. <laughs> but he's kind of an interesting character in in his past and where he came from and everything. But yeah, have you been able to replace her? Is everything? Oh yeah, you're she, okay. She actually had taken another job. Just okay. be, she was a great assistant, but we still talked a lot. And Eric was coaching when they started dating. I'm like, wait a second, Eric, you got to come ask permission if you can date that girl for me. That's my, that's somebody who I really care about. But I'm super happy for them. And yeah. They're good. Uh, the Grimes family and Mateo's family, they're they're my family. We yeah. we had some great times together at BYU, and and going to another school is not going to change it. All right. What was July first? like for you i love the cosmo video that you all put together and you came into arlington for that but just finally you know you've had all these milestones but for it to happen um what was your different schools did it different ways the celebration but what was that kind of like for you as it truly i bet it's felt real to you for going on a year now but that was kind of a neat thing to, for everybody to celebrate at the same yeah. time i think i had an old high school basketball coach who i love dearly and he used to always tell us if you can't get excited about your team how do you expect fans to get excited about you and so when, when it was July 1st and a year, probably six months before that date, we just started lining it up and we're going to party. We're going to have a great time. We're going to celebrate because it's been a long time coming. And like some people might not have th- thought we went a little overboard, but it's worth celebrating when you have an yeah. opportunity to come into the Big 12. So we, uh, you know, we let our hair down a little bit and, mm-hmm. and blew it out. And when I was driving home at... You know, 1.30 in the morning that morning, I said, all right, close the book. It's time to get to work. Or then it gets a, we've been working for two years. They, they told us, you know, two years ago, it's in two years ago in September when we were invited, and we've been working for two years prepping for mm-hmm. the games. We're not prepping for this day. We weren't yeah. prepping for the party. We are prepping for playing games in the Big 12. Is the roster different is the program different heading into the big 12 is is there some things boy y'all got hot and heavy in that portal you got some great players i I noticed somebody from oklahoma state was on your roster that came over have you approached things differently program wise speaking of football obviously um since you knew this was coming yeah i think things have changed i'm going to say BYU football We've played a lot of big, big-time teams out through the years. And one thing that you can tell is that our, we're pretty good with our first unit. But if you have a, our first a first team starter go down, it's been a gap between the first team and the second team. And heaven forbid you have to get to the third team. So one of the things that we're seeing and that I anticipate is that the more the longer we're in the Big 12, if we can be good and be competitive, we'll have access to better players. You know, people are going to realize that. But I think going in this conference, we have good depth, but not great depth. And I think that's one of the things as we played Baylor in those two games, I think they probably had better depth than us. And they wore us down for sure when we played them at Baylor. So I'm, I'm used to that. I've seen it. We played great teams from all the conferences. And, and I'm hoping that in preparation, things will get better with the portal and yeah. with recruiting. 
how have you approached NIL? Did you go in head first? I mean, Baylor kind of was NCAA, came out with some things, and they tapped the brakes a little bit. Uh, Texas and Texas A&M, we've seen, there's no brake tapping. They're rolling, you know, and they're writing the rules and writing the state laws. I don't know what the Utah state laws look like. Did, did you all kind of ease into it, or did you, once it was out there, it's like, hey, we got to embrace this? I think that um, it's not something that the schools – we're really supposed to be doing having a lot of involvement that's what the ncaa said from the start but our community jumped in right away and i'm supportive of it i don't think that the nil rolled out very well it it was a disaster kind of from the start but i want to make it clear i think it's great that student athletes have the opportunity to earn cash from name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that's been a long time coming. And if we would have had our act together as a group of ADs and members of the NCAA and we would have put something together, yeah. it would have turned out a lot better. It didn't happen that way. I think that the rules could be better. There's, there's. I feel like um, the NCAA now has an opportunity, a small window of opportunity to change that or and or with some legislative, legislative help, which you know, it's common or not. But one way or another, it's chaos out there right now because no, mm-hmm. not everybody playing by the same rules. And some people are saying that's not what the NCAA says. It's it's chaos. Tom Homo, uh, the uh, BYU athletic director, Jordan, the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, best sport coat. I, I think you're in the running for so far. A lot of us in the media don't wear sport coats. Uh, I see Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma. And I don't know about that one. I think he's had that one a while. He's, he's the guy in the white hair over there behind you, Tom. But uh, that blue, really, really a good look. I'm kind of wondering about your thoughts on expansion. It's kind of funny, isn't it, when you, you're in, you're excited. we got 14 teams right now. It's going to be 12 teams after Texas and OU. So it's it's not like you're like, let's bring a bunch of teams in with us. But some of these teams that are being targeted are out there in your part of the world. How, does, does Brett Yormark come to you and go, hey, what do you think about these programs? You all know Utah extremely well. Colorado, Arizona, uh, you've been around those ADs in those schools. How much involvement and in, in, have you had in some of those discussions? Well, I think the 12 um, teams outside of Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Texas are having conversations. It's our due diligence. We have to do that due diligence. Yeah. It's our responsibility as ADs to kind of chart a course for how it's going to be. So uh, we've investigated every single thing you've read. We've looked at it. I'm not going to tell you exactly where I would stand today. I think that those things change sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. You can't get a feel for what's going to happen in some of the conferences. But I do know this. I think that as uh, you know, brothers here in the Big 12, we have been well-versed and educated on from uh, Brett Yormark and will be able to move pretty nimbly and quickly if and when uh, teams are available to go. All right, and, and 
Tom, some of these other sports, you are great at volleyball. You've had some really good success, men's basketball. What are a couple, what are some of the sports you feel like there's no maybe ramp-up needed? I mean, I think they – I've heard about your volleyball program. You all have been very deep in the NCAA playoffs. People are already giving you all tremendous respect. What are some of these other sports? We talk about football a lot here. But what about some of the other sports where you think, hey, we day one – we're going to be able to compete for championships. We were in the national championship game two years ago in women's soccer. We have a very strong program there. I think we've been in the tournament for a number of years in a row. We are very good in track and field and cross country, both men's and women's. Uh, We've had national champions uh, two years ago. We had the men and women individual national championship, and our women and men have won team national championships just a couple years ago. So we'll roll right in with that. I think you get into some other sports. Baseball is going to be tough. Baseball is really, really good in the uh, Big 12, and that's a, that's one of the sports we're going to have to transition a little bit, but it'll help us. Our recruiting will be, uh, we're hoping it will be um, bolstered by that tag of being a P5 Big 12 mm-hmm. team. What about your Texas recruiting? I, I think you all have already done that in the past, and you know the hotbed. I mean, what, what is kind of, I mean, do you all do y'all change any now that you're down here with some of these Texas schools and in and, and, and one of the Oklahoma schools? Do you start targeting down here even more, or you just kind of keep yeah. what you've done? I think that's a really good question. I think one of the advantages that we have as being sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Mormon Church um, that we have access to those kids that are growing up as members of our faith. We get like a first crack at them. We have sometimes not been able to land those kids and then it goes somewhere else and and be great. We have got to be great at that. That We'd be crazy not to put an emphasis on that. Um, Texas is great great fertile field for recruiting if you look at like the university of utah was with us in all of our conferences up until they left for the pac-12 and i one of the things i know their football coach is a dear friend of mine we played together at byu kyle whittingham you'll see him this year and he they just blew up texas once they went into the the Pac-12, and they they opened up areas that they had not had before. So I think we'll take a we'll we'll we're in Texas, but not very effective. And we're hoping that if we can get some um, win some games and build that brand down there, we'll definitely be down there because it's one of the best, hottest places in the country. By the way, y'all's churches or the tabernacles, uh, it like the ones I've seen here in Dallas area, are the most gorgeous. I'm a Baptist, you know, the good Baylor Baptist and everything, but it's the most gorgeous grounds of, like, any I've, I've ever seen. It's always amazing. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'd, I'd like to go in there. I don't know if I'm allowed, if they would let a Baptist come into that type of sanctuary, but it's pretty impressive, I have oh, to say. Oh, thank you. I mean, they, what you need to do is whenever you see a new temple built, they always have an open house for about two or three mm. weeks beforehand, okay. and you can go in and see it all. The open, the open house, even an unwashed. Oh, yeah, Baptist. absolutely. I think Especially. I've read about it. Yeah, you, 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 tra- you transferred, right? Yeah. Were you, a, you a Lutheran in yes. your background? Okay, and, uh, and and made the transition over there. Well, it's going to be fun. These matchups are going to be great, and the Baylor-BYU things, and it seems like Cosmos, the uh, – 
the most popular mascot already, perhaps? You could ask about Cosmo. Yeah, I, I love Cosmo, but <laughs> between Cosmo and risk management, I've had a few, I've had a few difficult conversations. <laughs> Some of those dunks, perhaps? And, oh, and, my uh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you. President Livingstone from the Baylor University. Yeah, I think one of the things that needs to be said is she's put her our conference. She's going to be the chair. Of, yeah, and and the things that she's done on the transition committee, she has helped out our conference a lot. We get it right from the source and and um, Dave Aranda, Coach Drew. We just feel that coming in, they talk about a rivalry. I don't know if that's the right word. But that's going to be a contest that will be, um, well, I think it's well-received. It'll be hotly fought out in every sport. But we just have incredible respect for Baylor, the university, what it stands for, and especially the competitive nature of the teams. Yeah. I like what you said earlier about letting your hair down. I was trying to imagine the Baptist and the, and the LBS <laughs> folks letting their hair down, what that looks like. The Baptists do it when nobody's watching. <laughs> We're, we're, we're the same way. Come on now. You know how that is. By the way, do you not think about putting your Super Bowl rings on at a at a big event like this? Lots no, of we, okay. no, no, no. I mean, I tell you, it's. Uh, I think when the first one I got, I wore it every day. I think I slept in it. But after a while, you realize, you know, it's not about the ring. It's really about the people that play it. And, and I, I almost don't wear them anymore because it just takes away from me kind of the feeling of how much reverence I have for my teammates. We still, to this day, it's been years and years, decades, that we played and we won those championships. And now it's almost sacrilegious for me to wear it just because... Uh I just feel like it takes away from my relationship. Yeah, and um, by, the, by the way, the Niners have a Big 12 quarterback. Oh, you now. better believe How cool that. How cool is that? That's good. He's they didn't good see Mahomes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the Big and 12. There's a bunch of them right now. Yeah. yeah and there's going to be more to follow. You had a couple from your from your alma mater over the years. Yeah, we had well. our, our kid last year, Jaron Hall, was drafted um, by the Vikings and is going to be, okay. uh, you know, he'll be a backup in, in there and hopefully he'll yeah. his way in there someday. All right, well, your coach is about to speak out here, but uh, Tom, that was fun. Yeah, thanks, I really man. appreciate it. Thanks for stopping Let, by. Let's catch up before we play again. Let's do it again. Right. I would love that. Uh, voted best sport coach here at uh, Big 12 Media Days, yeah. So uh, what you, you say is it Sikkim? Yeah, can you can you do the bear claw? Ah. Yeah, it's a oh, single, bear claw. single bear claw. Yeah, and and what is the what does BYU do? We say, go Cougs. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> kind of a hang loose. We go. It's Y. That's a Y in. Oh, okay, in, in the Y sign language. Yeah, and it looks like a Y, but it's Y in sign. Okay. Language. Cool. We'll do that. Have a good one. Yeah, good to see you. Okay, appreciate it. There he goes, uh, Tom Homo, the the, uh, athletic director for BYU, stopping by the Matt Mosley Show. This is ESPN Central Texas. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha Boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days 
or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Steve Smith joining us, former Baylor baseball coach. Steve, that might have been a song that was big with Baylor baseball back in your day right there. And everybody would kind of jump around, time to get ill, time to, you know, there's a that was a big deal. I mean, that was good music back in the day how are you welcome back to the mosley show well thank you but i think that i i heard that song first at baylor football um <laughs> i can still I, I can still see the dudes jumping around the sideline uh waiting to go in but hey before we talk baseball let's talk weather you guys are smoking over there right now um 
I got you beat by 10 degrees here on the cool side. So, man, whatever you do, stay hydrated. It's Are really you in uh, there. I appreciate the weather report. Are you in Auburn right now? Auburn, Alabama? Uh, and and it, let's see, if it's 10 degrees cooler, I mean, I would say in Central Texas today, it has not been as hot in Central Texas as it was in the Metroplex. But still, probably about 102, 103. So you're saying out in Auburn, out that direction, Alabama, we're talking low 90s. Is that about where you are? We're sitting, we're sitting an average fastball right now. Uh, 90, uh, you're sitting at a hundred. So, and, and there it feels like, uh, I think it feels like one Oh nine, all right. For whatever, however, however they measure that, uh, you know, our fastball is up to 95, I think, but anyway, we can move on. I just, I look no. at that and I go, Oh my gosh. I mean, that is just, that's just, that's just hot. Smoking who was your who was your weather guy when you were at Baylor? Like who was there one of those <laughs> local meteorologists that you you trusted more than any other, or would you kind of watch the radar on your own? If I thought long enough, I could think about that one guy who was around forever. Rusty, maybe it was Rusty yeah, or was a. I, it was, yeah, it was yeah, it was Rusty, and you know, I've got an app now that I actually I actually picked up on this app in the last five or six years that I heard on a Ranger broadcast. And it, it, it's really, it's called rain aware. And I, I use this now. They use it, you know, at the big league games to know when to pull the tarp and, you know, kind of how much time they've got till it's going to rain again. And, and when I first heard about it, uh, I started uh, testing it, you know, and you know, the, the handful of places I've worked since then, I've I've used it a lot because it's pretty accurate and it's cheap. It's free. Uh, and it'll tell you, you know, like right now, I'm looking at it over here and it says next three hours, perfectly dry. Um, mm. Nearest rain. Nearest rain to here right now is 112 miles to the southeast. Or is that? Does it tell you? Does it tell you like uh, what town it's raining in? I can go on the I go on the uh, the energy and see that. Um, <laughs> so that would be southeast here, 112 miles. That's in. I mean, you're almost in the panhandle of Florida, probably. Um, but anyway, enough with <laughs> the weather. I like it. No, I like it. Now, how is Omaha? Uh, not even just weather wise, the whole scene there. You are in and out. Yeah, for a few days you had meetings that board of directors for the American Baseball Coaches Association. You've been on there for quite a few years, but um, but Steve, you're 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 kind of one of the young pups, aren't you? I mean that that's a group that boy you you don't have seniority till you've been about thirty forty years on that thing. And I think you've been on there about twenty years. Um, did y'all have good meetings and did you enjoy your time? And Omar, do you like this? Do you like where they play it now? I mean, like, what's that? What's that atmosphere um, like as opposed to where they used to do it? Well, Rosenblatt was great. A lot of history there. Played it there for maybe fifty years. Um, so it's been in the new ballpark since two thousand eleven. Yeah, and of course, you know. 
2011 and 2012 are two of the most painful memories I have as a coach at Baylor. And so I remember when that ballpark opened. It's really nice now. It's much more playable in terms of offense. I mean, when they when they first built it, it was turned around the opposite direction. So most of the time, you know, in this time of the year there in Omaha, the prevailing wind would be coming in. And this this year, and particularly the last couple of days, the winds were out. Um, but they've done so many things. They've changed the ball, changed the bat, done a lot of things since around 2013 to – bring the home run back into the game at, at that, you know, at that venue. And obviously it was a huge part of, of the thing this year. And, but I will tell you, you know, it gets hot in Omaha. And this year, you know, I was there for the, the Friday, the two games on Friday, the two games on Saturday, and the first game on Sunday when it opened. So I saw everybody play at least once. And, it wasn't near as hot. I thought the weather was, and, they, and I've heard them comment, they, they might have had to stop play maybe one time for a lightning delay, and they never saw rain, so it never got to, you know, they never had to, they never had to pull a tarp, which is really unusual. I mean, this thing goes on for, you know, 10 days or so, and, you know, it's never had to. So it was really, it was well it just it just moved well, and the games, the games are incredible. Uh, you know, the first two days when I was there, I think every game was decided in the ninth inning. Um, you know, the only games that really just kind of got out of hand are these last two games. You know, in the between uh, Florida and LSU. You know, Florida had their way in game two, and LSU had their way last night. And, other than that, everything was really, you know, was, it went down to whoever was sitting in the bottom of the ninth had a, had a real, had an advantage until the last couple of days. Now, you saw LSU in person earlier in the season. And I, I, I'm kind of curious, did you know, hey, this thing could be a juggernaut? Obviously, they got great history. Or when you saw them, were they not? totally clicking yet what was your impression of LSU during the conference season and then of course when you got eyes on them in Omaha how much had things changed by that point well uh, I wouldn't say it changed a lot but it did change some and you know being here in Auburn I saw their their three game series here and I Auburn finished I think Auburn finished third or fourth in the West, and they took two out of three from LSU here at home. And in, and then they went to they went to Florida. So the two teams that were in the finals, uh, Auburn was three and three with. Now, what all that what all that says is that man, everybody's good, and it's how you play in certain times. And it's really how your best players play. And that's the thing I think, you know, I was asked, my buddies over here, you know, you know, they text me, who you got? You know, who you got in the series? Before it started, before it started, I had Wake Forest winning their side, so they would beat LSU. And I had Florida winning their side. And, you know, I did that, honestly, because it was a battle between my head and my heart 
on the on the Wake Forest LSU thing. Uh, my heart wanted Wake Forest. They hadn't been in the thing in 50 years, and they were ranked number one almost the whole year. Um, they went into the thing the number one seed. Uh, so you know, you just kind of my heart was going there. But I'm telling you, I've been in it long enough to it's very difficult to bet against LSU in the moment. And uh, it just is. Um, and don't ask me to explain that. I do think that the belief factor, you know, that that players, there's probably, you know, the, the talent level, the ta- level of talent is, is not that radically different from one team to the next. But the amount of confidence that, that guys bring to the field, uh, like I thought the big difference in, in yesterday's game, um, not not to not to pick on any one player, you know, but uh, Caglion, the guy who started for Florida on the mound, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's their he's their version of Jason Jennings. For those that remember Jason Jennings, Caglion's yeah. a, you know hit I don't know thirty two home runs, I think on the year, and you know his pitching numbers, I don't I think he had eight or nine wins. And a and a three ERA, which this year a three ERA is unbelievable. Well, that guy yesterday didn't get out of the second inning, and went zero for three at the plate with three strikeouts. So arguably, I mean, one of their mo- their very very best players had probably the worst days had all year. Without you know who knows why, and it's not worth discussing why. I know he's. There's nobody. There's nobody hurting more about it today than he is. Nobody feels more responsible, or that he that you know he didn't help his team than that guy does. So I'm not. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just. The reality is, for them to win, that guy had to do something, you know, because the best players on the other side, Dylan Cruz, went four for six. Tommy White went four for seven, and. And Tommy White, he was a guy when they played here at Auburn, you know, they got him out of the portal from North Carolina State last year. He was a freshman there. He's a Florida kid, goes to North Carolina State. That's a little unusual to begin with. I mean, how did that guy get out of the state of Florida? You know, he goes there for a year. And, you know, when I'm watching him play in person, I loved him. Uh, I don't know that I would want to coach him, but I love him. I mean, he's got more chains on. He, he looks like he, he's, he was born at the Mardi Gras parade. And, <laughs> but, but the guy can – he can play and he can hit. I mean, he can really flat out hit. And, you know, he had over 100 RBIs on a team with Dylan Cruz. You know, I heard him, I heard uh, the guys on the call in the games talk about his average – White's average when Cruz reached base was over 600. That's unbelievable. And Cruz reached base in every single game they played this year. And that's equally is unbelievable. So, you know, now LSU deserves all the credit in the world because they went into this final three-game series really at a, at a pretty distinct disadvantage. You know, they had to play an extra game. Skeens had to go, you know, pitch that last game to to get to the championship series. And so for him to ever see the mound, 
you know, it was going to be last night, and it was going to be in a short, you know, stint. And they never had to use him. I mean, they were so – their guys stepped up so much, you know, in the last three games, they never had to use a guy. And I, I think that's just incredible, honestly. And, you know, seeing him in person, both here at Auburn and at Omaha, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a really – I mean, it's a really interesting, special kid. And, you know, I don't know who's going number one. Um, it's kind of a decision, I think, with uh, – I don't even know who's got number one. Who's got it? But whoever's got it has got to make a decision. Do they want a position player or do they want a pitcher? Because they've got – I mean, really, Cruz could go first if they want a position player. Uh Skeens could go first if they want an arm, and they could probably, you know, everybody thinks you can go straight to the big leagues and pitch. It's not that easy. Um, but he probably can help somebody uh, pretty yeah. quick. But the, the, the position player usually takes a little bit longer. But, you know, but even Florida, Wyatt Langford, their center fielder, um, I mean, that guy's 225 pounds. Now they're playing center field and, and, uh, and he might can be he might can beat Cruz in a race uh, running. So there was just so much talent, <laughs> so much so much older talent. Yeah, I mean I mean it's older. The, the game's older. I, I uh, part of it's COVID, you know. The part of it's that, part of it's the portal, you know. But the whole thing kind of mixed together, you know. It's 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 the play, the team with the older players, you know. Has got an advantage. I'm looking at LSU's lineup, and I don't, man, I don't think they had a, I don't think there's a freshman in that lineup. Uh, I know the one pinch hitter, and, and when they do play a freshman, he don't look like a freshman. He looks like a, a freaking grown man. Um, so, anyway, all right. You know, ha- I, I I'm kind of no, I'm kind of curious, Steve, how many College World Series teams you actually thought you had at Baylor. I mean, you talked about those painful reminders, 2011, 12. I was at those games. I mean, I was at Arkansas. We all remember all that. But those were amazing teams that you had. How many legit teams did you have in your run at Baylor that you thought, yeah, this is – this is a college World Series team, and this team could actually do some damage in Omaha. Would you say, like – Five of your teams, like what would you, or is that too much? I don't want to go overboard. What would, that's what do you? That's probably too much. I thought, I thought ninety nine, um, ninety nine. We, you know, we're at home for a super regional. We were ahead one game to nothing. Uh, we lose. Uh, I can't remember the score on Saturday, but it wasn't a big. It wasn't a big loss. And we. Then we lose a one-run game. We we led that Sunday game uh, into the eighth inning. Um, we didn't have at that point in the program. That's ninety-eight. We did not have the depth on the mound that we had in '05. Um, and it's all and that really is so big. I mean, it's just and it's gotten bigger because you know your your starters are just not going to go. You know, used to you got you got three starters, and the big deal is keep them all healthy, and you know a couple of guys out of the bullpen, and you're good. 
and that 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 ship has sailed. That the hitters are too good. The intensity of the game is too much. Um, so we didn't have the depth at that time. So I had to run. So Jason went back out there. Jennings went back out on on Sunday uh, to try to pitch us out of the out of the thing. I, you know, I I look at stuff like that. I got no criticism at that time back in '99 over that decision because you know it was Jason Jennings and everybody just would make the assumption, yeah, that's exactly what needs to be a game. As I look back on that, I think it was a bad decision. Um, mm. You know, we were the home team, and I played my trump card really at a time that if it doesn't work, we're going to have a really hard time winning. And I didn't have to do that. Um, you know, and I don't want to relive all the others, but there's 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 others. But 99 could have. 03, 03 was a really, really good offensive team. Again, we won on Friday at, at LSU. Stephen White threw us into the ninth inning. He walked off the mound to a standing ovation at Alex Box, one of the one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Their people, eight thousand of them at the time, giving that kid a standing O. Uh, within forty days, his mother was passed away of an aneurysm. Oh. So the last thing she ever saw of her son was that. Wow. Uh, you know, we win that game. Uh, we go the next day, and this is a team with with David Murphy and. Chris Durbin Lee, it was a really, really good offensive team. It was very good. You can go back and look at the numbers in 03. They were very good offensively. Pitching was mainly young behind after Stephen White. Pitching was young. But we still, on the Saturday game, had a one-run lead in like the seventh or eighth. And they hit two solo home runs off of two different relievers and took a one, and won that game by a run. And Murphy and, and we were the home team. Murphy and Durbin both flew out to the track, you know, in center field in that game. And the next day we just – we had a freshman, Mark McCormick, instead of the junior Mark McCormick that that stuffed Clemson in 05. You know, he got it handed to him in, uh, in 03 at LSU. But, you know, I still think we could have gone for sure in 11. Uh, the thing had kind of gone our way if we win that – if we win that game at Rice against Cal, we will come back to Waco and we'll host Dallas Baptist in a super regional. Uh, and then obviously in 12, we, we, you know, we've got a chance to win in both Saturday and Sunday's game and, uh, and don't get it done. And those are, those are really hard. Those kids, I mean, that's just really, really hard. Uh, but the 12th team, as good as it was, and it, it did get ranked number one at one point, the only, only time that's ever happened, it was the least talented of, of any of those other teams in terms of pro guys. I mean, obviously Max, Muncie's still playing, and Max even at that time was only a fifth-rounder. I mean, it wasn't like Max. You'd think, given the career Max has had with the Dodgers, and you don't think that guy had to be a first-round guy. He was a fifth-round guy. And I think the highest draft pitcher we had, you know, was maybe in the 17th or 18th round. Uh, So it's just amazing that group really played so well together and pulled for each other. It it was like the 05 team uh, that did make it in that regard. I mean, I love it. 
I love going down uh, memory lane with you. And uh, and I know, Steve, you're still kind of, you know, you've uh, been in the majors as a scout. You would still love to uh, to get back in. And so uh, I, I would only I would think those trips to Omaha just fuel the fire even more. So you're telling me this this NIL and, and portal and everything that's changed over the years hasn't Got you know still ha- hadn't put out your fire. You still would like to get in there and and um, and have one more go at it. Yeah, I I you know I was at Tennessee Tech. I was at Auburn in eighteen and nineteen, and we went to Omaha in nineteen, and then I went to Tennessee Tech right in front of COVID, so we didn't play hardly at all in twenty, and then I was there in twenty one. And then I left to go work for the Detroit Tigers in player development. So I wasn't I wasn't in scouting, but I, I was in player development. And I, I did it because, you know, I wasn't leaving college baseball to go to pro baseball. I was I was leaving the situation I was in at Tennessee Tech, and I thought I would learn. I, I, I would grow much more as a coach over a couple of years of doing that with Detroit. And that's what I did. And – and I did learn it was like a PhD program and all of the analytics and all of the data stuff people argue about and talk about these days. Um, so I feel like, you know, both on the, mainly on the pitching side, because that's what I was doing. You know, I, I have somewhat set myself apart. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm not a, I don't even like the word old school, but I, I've, I've been to that school. I know what that school looks like, but, and I don't even really like new school, but I've been to that school too. And what I've really learned in all of that is that there's no such thing. It's changing every day. And so you're really just in school. And I, I don't fight that. I enjoy that. The, the, the uh, you know, I do. I, I, I love the game. Um, I love watching guys be successful at the game. I love kind of being able to steward their journeys a little bit. Um, you know, the, the difference, Augie Greedo said something years ago that he was trying to describe the difference between amateur baseball or actually specifically college baseball and professional baseball. And he described it like this. He said college baseball uses the game for the betterment of the player and professional baseball uses the player for the betterment of the game. And the first time I heard him say that, I thought that is so true, and, and it's not—it's not a criticism of either. It's—it's it's the reality of both. And so, you know, I've been on both sides of that, and I know in my heart, I see the game more as a means to an end, and not an end in itself. And when you're in professional baseball, it's an end in itself, as it should be. It's a job, and you're there to win, and you're there to win championships and put people in the seats, college baseball, you know, yes, winning's part of it needs to be part of it. Who would, who would, who would work to not win? But, you know, I just always felt like, you know, we would always be about winning, but we would never only be about winning. And, you know, that's where, that's where noise gets in the way. I mean, that's where, that's where the, you know, the, the chat rooms and internet stuff, you know, and if you're in the bigger, the bigger the arena, the tougher it is to live by that. Um, you know, 
it just is the expectations and people lose you know they they kind of lose their concept of what it's all about and you know I think I banked on a long time I banked on the institution that I was working for being stronger than that and not getting mm-hmm. caught up in that but what I've learned is institutions are really just people and in some cases only a couple and you know it's just the way it, it's the way it goes and I understand that but for me college baseball is where this where I'd like to finish and you know right now people ask me all the time they say how old are you and I go well I'm somewhere between 45 and 50 feet and they stare at me they do they stare at me as they as they should they go what are you talking about and I look at them and I say I throw BP from somewhere between 45 and 50 feet and that's all that really matters. And I said, the day I can't do that, then my age will be a big factor. Well, but you know, you know, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think you could still do it and uh, still do it at a high level. And uh, would love to see you get another uh, shot at it. And uh, in fact, Paul Maneri's coming on with me here in a little while. And uh, there's a guy that you know I, he doesn't know if he's quite finished. Now, I'll tell you how old he is. He's about 65 years old. And Miami yeah, was still. T- yeah. Yep. I saw that. <laughs> I was, uh, you tell him I said hello. Okay. Uh, Paul and I have been friends a long time. And when I saw that he was, he had gone down there to interview, I said, add a boy. You know? <laughs> you know, and Paul, so Paul's got a lot of roots in Miami, going back to his yeah. dad. And, and he'll be great. I'm glad you're having him on. He'll be. He's, he's yeah. He's really he's an awesome guy. Well, let's let's stay in touch. It's fun having you. Love. I thought College World Series. I thought of you, and I thought, man, I'd love to visit with him, uh, Steve. And I was so glad to find out you were there watching it. A great perspective. Always love having you on. And uh, Steve, appreciate it, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. And you know, for for my friends in Central Texas, I'll just say sick them. Nice, nice. There he is. Steve Smith, a sickum from Steve Smith. I like it. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5,000 down, cash or trade. TTL Electricity Dealer for details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying here easier at Richard Carr's Construction Sale Event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Ford F-150 for $376 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned Construction Sale Event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Did you know there are more Lego figures than there are actual people on Earth? Did you know that a well-known fast food chain once created bubblegum-flavored broccoli? Or how about that gorillas burp when they're happy? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor, and I like teaching you new things. When it comes to foundation repair, there are a lot of things to learn, and you can get overwhelmed in a hurry. What kind of peers? How do they work? What kind of warranty? What about my plumbing? Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get sucked into that vortex of this guy versus that guy, or this method or that. At the Foundation Doctor, we offer more methods and options than anyone in town. We've been doing this a long time, and we know what works. Let us teach you what we know and guide you through this most challenging process. It doesn't have to be painful. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Southern Drag Mode Association LLC presents the original Duel on the Prizes 2023 at Bradley Clark in East Waco on Saturday, July 22nd and Sunday, July 23rd. The fastest show on water. Gates open at 8 a.m. Racing begins at 8.30. Daily tickets are $30. Weekend pass, $50. And Cooler Pass, $20. Get your ticket now at subwire.com. Duel on the Brazos 2023 at Brazos Park in East Waco, sponsored by Mission Golf Cars, Waco's local easy-go customer golf and utility vehicle dealer, Brazos Feed and Supply, SoCal Speed Shop, Premier Innovations, fun for the whole family. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It's the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Campus Confidential. Matt on vacation all this week. I'm in section with the latest news in college athletics, we'll start with the Big 12 announcing today the home and away opponents for each league member. The exact dates of the games have not been released yet. That will happen in a couple of months, but the teams know who they will play in conference. Baylor's schedule in conference for the upcoming year looks like this. They'll play home and away against BYU, Kansas, TCU, Texas, and Texas Tech. They'll have home-only games with Houston, Iowa State, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma. And they'll play road-only games at Kansas State versus former Baylor assistant Jerome Tang, at Oklahoma State, at UCF, and at West Virginia. They also released the schedule on the women's side. And for the Baylor women's basketball team, their home-and-away opponents for the upcoming Basketball season, Houston, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas, and West Virginia. Those are the five home and away opponents for the Baylor women's basketball team. Home only, UCF, Kansas State, TCU, and Texas. And away only games against BYU, Cincinnati, Iowa State, and Oklahoma with the addition of the four new schools to the Big 12. 
the Big 12 will play will not play a true round robin schedule for the first time coming up next season. Elsewhere in the world of college athletics, three U.S. senators are currently two uh, Democrats and a Republican have released a bipartisan discussion draft of federal legislation that they're working on that would standardize NIL nationally while providing college athletes medical protections. The trio of Senator Richard Blumenthal, Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut, Jerry Moran, Republican from Kansas, and Cory Booker, Democratic Senator from New Jersey, are partnering to create the College Athletes Protection and Compensation Act. The alliance is going to try to pass a bill that would allow the NCAA to enforce rules about NIL, and it would also standardize NIL rules throughout the country, even in states that have already passed NIL laws. So the uh, Senate, a a, a three-person bipartisan group working on a national NIL policy in the United States Senate. The conference is getting a new name, but it won't make much of a difference. They won't even have to change the logos. The Colonial Athletic Conference announced today that from now on, they will be known as the Coastal Athletic Conference. They will keep the exact same logo they've had. The league has expanded out of its initial Northeast and Mid-Atlantic footprint in recent years with conference realignment. And sources said the name change was put in place to reflect both Kansas both the expansion and modernization of the leagues. And uh, one final story today, talking about Big 12 basketball, according to a report from John Rothstein from College Hoops Today, Kansas State is working on a extension, uh, working on an extension for men's basketball host Jerome Basketball coach Jerome Tang. Jerome Tang has only been at Kansas State one year, but did lead them to the Elite Eight in his first year as Kansas State head coach. No details released yet, but Goodman again reporting that Kansas State will extend the contract of second-year coach and former Baylor assistant Jerome Tang. That is a look at the college headlines for today for Campus Confidence. We're brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Richard Carr GMC is loaded with trucks and they are making deals. Don't settle. Get the best truck. Get a GMC Sierra. Premium quality inside and out. You have to compare a Sierra before you buy. Right now, Richard Carr, get a 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Pro for $38,200 after discounts. Military and first responders save even more. Qualified buyers get 1.9% financing on many new Sierras in stock. See dealer for details. Call now, log on now, or get here now to get your Sierra today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman Nuts and Bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, now joined by Fee Mulkey, uh, coach of Baylor's national championship winning acro tumbling team. And... Uh, Fee, uh, congrats. Very exciting. I keep looking at that thing you that put out about three days ago with all the confetti dropping. Uh, it, I guess it never gets old, does it? Even though y'all do this every year, eight straight national titles, NCATA. Um, but I, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can figure out how to make this my wallpaper on my uh, phone or on my Twitter to have all this confetti coming down. I'm uh I, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> well I'm I'm not tech savvy, so I can't help you with that. But uh <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Madeline can. But to answer your question, it does not get old. Um every year is different and, and we just are still on cloud nine. Had so much fun this past week. All right. And and then last night featured on Sports Center, and I saw you tweeting about this a little while ago, uh, saying kind of made you emotional. I mean, that's quite a way to end Sports Center uh, on national TV with uh, uh, with two of your athletes, student athletes, uh, pulling off uh, what I would call a stunt. Uh, I, I this is um, and I, my daughter's in cheerleading, so I see things, but I don't see I don't see things along these lines. And even the Sports Center anchors were a little bit uh, aghast, or they were they were kind of like, I cannot believe I'm I'm watching this. Now, first of all, who are those? Who was involved in that? Uh, what they were showing on Sports Center last night? So that was Bailey Humphrey uh, and Jordan Grindler, and they are mm-hmm. that was our acro. Uh, Third heat in Acro, um, mm-hmm. which they won an individual national title for that as well. You know, after the team title, we had the individual championship. And I like to call that a feat of strength. So I don't know about you, but uh, they are just ridiculously <laughs> strong and talented. So every time 
any of these athletes do anything. I just call it a feat of strength. The emotion with SportsCenter, you know, came from, number one, I'm just so happy for Bailey and Jordan to be featured like that. And they are just all over social media right now. And then the other layer of that for me is, you know, this sport is near and dear to my heart. And we have worked for 13 years now uh, to get it to an NCAA sport, which it is. And now we're working on an NCAA championship sport. And, you know, 13 years ago, I never thought we would be featured on Sports Center. That was a, a very, you know, vague dream, I guess you would say. So uh, it was very surreal and a great ending to a great week. All right. Well, I, I love watching all of it. Love when the pyramid happens. I love when everybody gets involved. And I kind of liked hearing you talk about your your halftime talk. I, You know, I don't always know exactly – I mean, there's a lot to coaching this sport, but but you know the the, the halftime. I mean, the adjustments sometimes you have to make. Um, I mean, I again from a scoring standpoint, I have it in my mind that y'all just blow everybody out. But there are two or three schools I know that you know can challenge y'all. Oregon being one of those uh, uh, schools over the years. The uh, oh, the school from out in uh, Arizona catches my attention. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Now, now in this in the national championship, um, what were your words? What, what what did you say that kind of uh, because I I don't. It sounded like from hearing you tell that story, you didn't you didn't hold back a whole lot. I did not hold back. So uh, they <laughs> you know, on uh, on Thursday the the or Friday the semifinal meet there they were in a different headspace. And so our team, you know, our sport is different, I think, than some sports because it's precision and perfection. And, and you, I think you strive for that in every sport, but we're literally scored on it. And on Friday, the semifinals, they were in a different headspace. And I didn't have to – I guided them through the meet, but they, I didn't, they didn't need me to light a fire under them because they were ready to go. There was no doubt. There was no anything. Um, and – Saturday, you, and there's so many variables. How did you sleep? You know, how are you feeling that day? There's 40 of them. How do I get them all on the same page? And at halftime, they had a really bad warm-up. And I know not everybody's totally familiar with the scoring, and it looks like we wiped Oregon out. And we, we did beat them handily because they didn't hit that last event. But, but had they hit everything perfectly, we still would have likely won, but it would not have been said by such a great margin. You can do a lot of damage. You can do a lot of good and a lot of damage in the second half in those last two events. And the way that we warmed up at halftime was not promising. And, you as, you know, if you're watching, you probably can't even see that if you're watching on TV, but if you're there in the room and you know anything about the sport, it was like, okay, they've either got to figure it out or we may not hang on to this. It was a pretty bad warm-up. So, um, yeah, I didn't hold back. And the great thing, you know, the reason they won, <laughs> I believe, all due to them, is that, you know, they responded to that. They allowed that honest feedback in the in that moment, and they listened, and they applied, and they performed in the second half. So I knew after I saw what they did in Toss event, I knew that the momentum was back our way. It was not after warm-up. <laughs> I love it. Fee Mulkey joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Eight national championships in a row. Some of these individual uh, champions are, are exciting too. You just talked about one of those. How many? How many of those did you did you take? I I thought I heard the guys last night mention five, but how did uh, how how many how many of those did you take home? 
we did win five individual championships. Uh, Bailey and Jordan won for that heat. Um, the another acro heat, the six element heat, they won in that heat. Um, uh, the heat two in pyramid, uh, heat one in toss. We won at least one in every in every event. And then the Cam Kitchens won an individual uh, championship in her past. Okay, and explain for those folks like in her past, what, what what did she what did she do on the individual in that to to uh, win it? So, um, Cam, in a in a meet you have in the tumbling event you have three group passes where they're synchronized, yes. and there will be a duo, a trio, a quad, and then there's three individual passes where you go head to head with the other team with one other person from the team across the mat. And Got Cam it. was our final tumbling pass, and so she competed. Um, a pass that scored a start with a start value of a 10. And I can't remember what she ended up scoring, but I know that she did score as high as a 9925 uh, over the weekend. And I'm not sure what she scored in the event finals, but um, she's quite a little tumbler. <laughs> oh, man. That is, that's an that's a amazing score. That's fun to watch because you kind of go right at each other and, and you look across the mat and everything. What are these teams, what's it like, y'all's relationship? to these schools like at the very top of this um is it kind of friendly does it get a little like what's the is it Oregon like what would you what would you say is the I'm just thinking back on some of the teams you've beaten at the end of these things and who you face uh which is that the team you y'all enjoy beating the most or or is it is it kind of equal with two or three other teams uh, you know, I feel like um, it changes over the years, but it is. I think there's a mutual respect between most of the teams. We're not very well liked, Matt. You know, it's lonely up here. <laughs> Nobody likes the team that keeps winning. <laughs> so everybody would love to see us go down. And if you were in that gym, it was a small gym, but every seat was filled. And it was crazy energy for the other team. But I got to tell uh, you, the Baylor the Baylor Nation, and it was great. That's what sport's about. Don't cheer for both teams. Pick a team. Cheer for one. That's what it's all about. So, um, but, you know, with Oregon, I, I think there's a there's a hell, it's fierce competition. And I'm not going to sit over there on my sideline and, and hope that they hit everything perfectly. But at the same time, if they do something that's great, I'll give them a clap, you know, and I think they feel the same way about us. But when it comes right down to it, we're going to compete against each other head to head. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't say that I like beating any one team more than the other. Honestly, if I did, I I'd tell you, it's more about just in that moment and, and stepping up to the, the plate and we do compete. I think we compete better against Oregon because they, they are super talented and, uh, take us to another level when we're standing across the map from them. So I do enjoy competing against Oregon. I think you should embrace this villain thing. I mean, in you know, <laughs> wear all black or have a certain hat that you wear. Uh, I think you should very much lean into this. But, I mean, this is unprecedented. <laughs> Eight national titles in a row. Uh, nobody, obviously, it's a young sport. Nobody's done anything like it. Um, I, I'm sure people sometimes say to you, make comparisons, whether it be to UConn women's basketball. It's just, uh, it, and, and with that comes a lot of pressure. And like you're saying you got to sometimes calm folks down and go listen this is i know this is a lot to live up to but that's why you came here 
That's why you came yeah. to this place. And, uh, uh, and, 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 and I would imagine you have more and more people reaching out to you. I would think early on in the sport, you're almost having to go and find people and, hey, would you be interested in doing something like this? Um, I would think now with all these national titles, you get film or people reach out to you constantly. Has the, has the recruiting aspect of this changed a lot? And does, it, does the portal stuff, does that happen in your sport? Do you, do you see between some of these top teams people coming and going? Or, you, or have you not seen that much of that? So recruiting has definitely changed. Um, and I, I guess I, I used to have to knock down a lot of doors and explain what we were doing. You, you nailed it. And at yeah. this point, it's not it, – now it is more of going out and finding who is a great fit for Baylor and identifying that talent and that potential and bringing them in. Um, and we do get a lot of inquiries constantly for sure. As far as the transfer portal, uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to play a role eventually. It has not yet. Um not for our program necessarily. I see it more at the Division Two level in our sport right now. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen seen it happen. I'm sure it will. Um, I'm still enjoying this this phase of the sport where uh, there's not a lot of entitlement. <laughs> Everybody's doing it for the love of the sport right now. Uh. So I know. I'm ho- hopefully I'll retire before it changes. But um, that hopefully that won't be anytime soon. But um, yeah, it, it's changing a lot. You know, I think Baylor does a fantastic job. With every, you know, we're doing well athletically, but man, everybody that supports us around our program does a great job of telling our story. You, you know, having me on the show, I appreciate it so much. You enable us to, to and, you know, teach about the sport and, and really spread the love about that. So um, I'm sure that part's only going to get easier. You know, we're at, we started at six schools and we are now at 54 and we'll be at 55, hopefully by the end of this week, if not next week. So this thing is really blowing up. 55 schools, I mean, by next year. That's pretty good right there. Let's make sure we start one at Texas or Texas A&M, some of these teams that we enjoy uh, beating up on uh, in in recent years, okay? I'd like to get some of these these closer rivals going, but uh, it really is an interesting community. And I bet your girls, when they go to places like that, do you see – the, the youth, do you see the, the little girls that are way into gymnastics and, and doing all the tumbling and all that are already coming out to this and, and really looking up to the young women? I do. That is, thank you for asking that question. And it kind of speaks to the recruiting piece. So, you know, I recruit from gymnastics, competitive cheer, power, tumbling, trampoline, et cetera. But since we started the sport at the collegiate level, it has trickled down to the youth. So actually – at our championship, just right down the road in another facility, was the Youth Acrobatics and Tumbling Championship that was being held um, the same weekend. And it was just so cool to see them. And it's new. You know, it's only a few years old. And this is they do this through USA Gymnastics. And they were at all of those uh, young women, those young athletes were at our meet. Uh, they performed at our little halftime between the two team events. Um, so yes, to answer your question, they are there and it's just kind of spreading, you know, spreading the love. If you can see it, you be it. And I think that's what, the more we can expose youth to this opportunity, the more interest we're going to see, see in it. We're the only sport in history that, well, outside of football that started at the collegiate level and trickled down to the youth level. And it's very cool to see that happening now. 
All right, where can we see the the trophy? Y'all have, uh, uh, I, I, I mean, is there is there a little tour that's going on, or, or where could we, if we wanted to get a, a peek at that, where would be the best way to do that? Are y'all going to go on the road with it at all, kind of like the Stanley Cup? I don't know. <laughs> I had not planned on a, a road trip with it, but I, I'm headed to our banquet here in a little bit. I'm sure the trophy will be there, but um, our sports information director usually has it out and about. Um, and I can't wait to get over to the Ferrell Center, and we can properly display all of them when we get over there. Have a little bit more space. Okay, good. Yeah, that'll be uh, that. That'll be fun. And uh, at, put up the banners and just continue to do all that. Well, we're excited for you, and uh, uh, we, you know, we've come to expect it. But it's something that really no Baylor fan should take for granted. This unbelievable run that y'all have been on and uh and good luck as you kind of start the off season and uh, i mean that's a lot of people that's a that's a large large team so how like how many spots will you be able to fill recruiting wise um next year like with this uh this next class coming in the 2023 class how many new how many freshmen will you bring in there will be 15 freshmen so we're graduating seven and we're bringing in 15 freshmen because our numbers, we were only at 40 this year. So we'll go back up to 47, 48 next year. So I'm very excited about this incoming freshman class. Um, and I think Baylor, the Baylor nation is going to be very excited too. Uh, just lots more talents and, um, and from all over the country. So all over, I can't remember the farthest. I think Washington is the farthest state that's coming in this time, but they're just truly from all over the country coming in because they want to be Baylor Bears. I love that, man. Even up there near some of those other powerhouses, they're coming, they're choosing to come to Waco and be in your program. All right, uh, Coach Mulkey, really uh, fun to get to visit with you, and congratulations again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks for having me on. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, there she goes, uh, Fee Mulkey. This is ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The moment you see those flashing lights, you think, this can't happen to me. I lost a girlfriend. I lost a job because I was in jail. Learn about the real costs of drunk driving at facesofdrunkdriving.com. Sponsored by TxDOT. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com. Got chronic joint pain? Not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery? Well, thankfully, there's a better way. And it's now available here for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm talking about new advanced regenerative medicine treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your bad joints, providing lasting relief with 
with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. QC Kinetics, nation's leader in precision regenerative medicine with over 100 clinics across America and literally thousands of satisfied patients. If you got joint pain due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, don't just think the old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new regenerative options that can change your life. Call QC Kinetics now. Free consultation with local medical professionals. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Richard Car GMC is loaded with trucks and they are making deals. Don't settle. Get the best truck. Get a GMC Sierra. Premium quality inside and out. You have to compare a Sierra before you buy. Right now, Richard Carr, get a 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Pro for $38,200 after discounts. Military first responders save even more. Qualified buyers get 1.9% financing on many new Sierras in stock. See dealer details. Call now, log on now, or get here now to get your Sierra today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Joe, ESPN Central Texas. 
Happy to have Eric Nadell joining us now. And, uh, Eric, it is so great to get to visit with you. You've stepped away from the booth this season um, uh, due to some uh, mental health issues. But, man, I think about you often. I've texted you uh, some. But, man, to, to get to have you on today, I'm just uh, so excited. And, folks, uh, our listening audience is, has been excited about getting to hear your voice. I appreciate that. You know, you, I appreciate the love and support from so many Ranger fans. And uh, I appreciate your checking on me regularly, too. Thanks, Matt. You bet. And, of course, we all sort of want to know, you know, how things are uh, are going for you. Admire the way you've been open about this. And, um, it, 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 you know, it can't, on top of everything else, to be such a public figure and to be someone this time of year, that, you know, that sort of adds another layer, I would think, to, to dealing with everything. Um, how are you feeling these days and how all the, the different things that you're doing and, and to try to get where you need to be, uh, how is all that going? I think it's progressing well. You know, there's um, there's good days and bad days, but more good days than bad days now. And I think I'm making progress. I'm feeling better. My mood is better. Um, and, you know, I think I still have a ways to go. Um, you know, my original issue and longtime issue really uh, was with sleep, which really became acute this time. And uh, that's, you know, that that's still a concern, but... Um, I'm hoping I can get back, you know, sooner rather than later. I just can't really put a timeline on it. Now, this, this, you did go through something similar to this about 20 years ago. I heard you talking about recently talking to Mike Ducey. Um, does this feel? It was it the sleep? Does it feel pretty similar to what you were? We're dealing with uh, 20 years ago because I think what you said is at that time you just kind of powered through and you you just didn't feel like that was going to happen this time around. So you made the decision, you know, before uh, before the season got started. Yeah. And last time, you know, it lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to. And, uh, you know, I was 20 years younger and my mind was 20 years sharper. And so I was able to power through it. You know, I didn't feel, you know, this time that I could really do justice to the job uh, and really and do justice to to myself uh, if I didn't just step away and concentrate on on getting healthy. I bet people have reached out to you and, and you know, you've always but you've had a heart for people that are going through this. We didn't know before. It's because you had faced some of that. What what kind of led you to be? A little more uh, transparent. Obviously, you have to, you know, say I'm not doing the games. So, you know, there's some kind of explanation that's going to be out there. But it does seem like maybe you're more comfortable talking about this now. What what's kind of led to that? Do you think? Well, I think part of it, Mo, is that you know the culture has changed a lot in 20 years. You know, the stigma around mental health issues, you know, has been lifted to a large degree. You know, you see players now taking leaves due to anxiety. You know, you never saw that before. Uh, and, you know, public acceptance uh, has become much greater over the last 20 years. So that's actually made it easier for me to be honest about the whole thing. But uh, really, when it comes down to it, you know, if I had missed games 20 years ago, 
uh, you know, I probably would have had to talk about it. You know, I'm not I'm not going to lie and make up some story, uh, you know, about having some other sickness or something like that. You know, I'm not going to make up some excuse that isn't true. But this time, you know, I've gotten so much support. And, you know, the other aspect of it is, you know, by doing it as a, quote, public figure, I'm hopefully encouraging other people to do the same. Uh, you know, when they have a problem to, to talk about it and to go and get help, which is the most important thing. How do you think you'll know when it's time to return to the booth? I, I, I'm sure that's uh, uh, is, that's almost like a daily question maybe you ask yourself. Or, or have you been able to kind of put that out of your mind for the most part? Yeah, I put it out of my mind. I, I kind of have this feeling that I'll just know. Uh, you know, I'll know that, uh, you know, my mind is sharp enough and um, I'm staying on top of of the coverage of the team, you know, watching or listening to the games, keeping a day by day book, um, texting and talking regularly with with Jared and Matt. And I'm so excited about the team. It's it's phenomenal. That's, you know, it's one thing that's making it even harder for me to be away. It is amazing, uh, talking to Eric Nadell on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, that the, the Rangers start 31-18. and 18. Eric, that's the, uh, that's the best they've been, 13 games above five hundred since the end, I believe, I read, uh, 2016. Um, what, what about this has surprised you the most about this start? Is there, what, has, what, what, do you, what has just kind of almost... Uh, caught you by surprise would you say i'll tell you with the record of 31 and 18 as well as they've played the surprising thing is that they've lost 18 games uh you know they gave away five or six of them late you know with you know with the bullpen collapses they they haven't won a lot of games in that fashion they've just been bludgeoning people to death and that's the thing that has surprised me the most you know, we knew the starting pitching was going to be really solid. Um, you know, you had five guys in the rotation with, with proven track records, uh, including DeGrom. Uh, Dunning, who has filled in marvelously, has been one of the biggest surprises. And the fact that he's been able to pitch this brilliantly, both as a reliever and as a starter. But remember, he was the Ranger Pitcher of the Year two years ago, and then last year basically tried to pitch the whole season with a bad hip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't make excuses, but, he, you know, he tried to tried to grind through it and, you know, just didn't have the same sort of results. Uh, but the, the way the offense has produced top to bottom uh, has been the most surprising thing to me. You know, we know they'd score runs. Uh, we knew that. They were fifth in the league in runs scored last year. But to do what they're doing this year, you know, and with the run differential the way it is, you know, they're averaging winning by, what, almost three runs a game. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and the Astros have been playing well. I mean, you kind of thought, well, the Astros will get this thing rolling, and even though they went on that great streak, they're still three games behind the Rangers. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have that feeling like what happened to the Pirates this year with the thing just falling out from under them. Because it, because it's the Pirates, you saw that thing, and you're like, eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's real. With the Rangers, some of this is starting to feel 
real and and because of the numbers like you're saying the run differential is unbelievable i mean only tampa bay really uh, you know is 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 more impressive than the rangers in a lot of ways yeah you know pittsburgh doesn't have guys like marcus simeon and Corey seager no and adolis garcia uh and and nate low as the core of their offense the surprising thing to me uh offensively has been how many runs the rangers have produced after those guys, you know, and when Seager was out, you know, the way that Josh Young has played as a, as a raw rookie, the improvement you've seen in guys like Leody Tavares and uh, Ezekiel Duran and, and Jonah Heim. It, it's like every single player on the offensive unit, you know, who is not already proven as a, you know, bona fide high quality big league hitter, uh, has stepped up and you know you you can credit coaching you can credit preparation it's interesting when you you know when you hear interviews with the players they always talk about the pitching too they don't feel the kind of pressure that they felt in past years where you know they felt like they had to score a ton of runs because they expected their pitchers to give up a bunch of runs Uh, so I think the hitters are probably a lot more relaxed than they were in the past few years, you know, they had six straight losing seasons since that 2016 year. Golly, it is amazing. In Bochi, you know, it's kind of you. You wonder if just his, you know, what his voice has been like with this team. There's a lot of young players on this team. There, there's some veterans, but there's some young guys that don't remember you know, all his greatness. I mean, they were just kids when some of this was happening. It is interesting. He he does have an aura about him. And you've been around a lot of managers over the years. What what did you what did you think when they made that hire and 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 then the way it's played out? Um how do you how do you think he's sort of resonating with, with these players and in, in, in the clubhouse? I was really excited when he got hired. You know, when when Chris Woodward got hired you know, we were all just hoping that Bochi would be the guy that Chris Young would be able to talk him out of retirement and that the Ranger ownership, you know, would commit the money to convince Bochi to come out of retirement, which basically they did. You know, if you know, if they hadn't made that commitment so that they could go and get people like DeGrom and Andy Valdi and Etain Martin Perez, um, I'm not sure that the uh, you would have seen Bruce Bochy here, but he just has a wonderful touch. You know, think of it. He, he gave Josh Young the number five spot in the batting order on opening day and said, look, this is your spot in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, just relax, do your best. Um, that, that takes a lot of confidence for a manager to do that. Um, I think he's handled Ezekiel Duran really well. Um, it helped Zeke that, he had the opportunity to play every day when Seeger got hurt. Uh, clearly, um, somebody has gotten to Adolis to get him to stop chasing bad pitches. Um, similarly with uh, Leody Tavares, especially when he's down in the count. You know, he's not an automatic out anymore. Um, so you credit Bochi, but you also credit that entire coaching staff. Bringing back Magmatix was, you know, I wouldn't say it's a stroke of genius because we know how good a pitching coach he is. He was here for those World Series years, um, but getting him back here was uh, it was a it was a big coup, and I think it's been a large factor too. 
the Maddox hand on the shoulder, that, that brings back some great memories, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And, and you know, and, and the preparation, too. And, you know, things have changed, you know, since Mike was here last. There's a lot more information available. And, you know, he was always really good at, you know, preparing the scouting reports uh, and getting the pitchers ready uh, to face specific hitters. But now he's got so much more weaponry to work with in terms of the analytics. You know, I'm not surprised that uh, that he's able to employ that and, and the pitchers are doing, you know, better than ever. I mean, Nate Valdes, you know, looks like he's going to have a career year. The guy is already about 33 years old. Yeah. And in, in this day and age, when we see a complete game, that's pretty crazy. I mean, we just don't we don't see it that often. And he's had two this month. And and again, that's the that's the recipe for a bullpen that's shaky. Now today, Will Smith gets it done. Uh, I, you know, Leclerc. You can tell they're trying to race him back. They're trying to get him involved, and um, and you know, it's just a struggle for him. But. Uh, I, it, that, that Will Smith, I mean, that has to give him a lot of confidence to be able to get one home and the whole team, because that can be tough on a team, even that's doing well when you give up those. And it's not just late leads, is it, Eric? It's, it's those middle, it's when you have to turn it over to them in the, in the, you know, the sixth inning or whatever. That's where some of the, the trouble has cropped up as well. Right. The deeper the starter goes, the, the better shot the Rangers have. You know, the fewer relievers you have to use, the better chance you have. And today, you know, Jared made a great point on the broadcast today that Will Smith had never had a five-out save in his career, um, regular season or postseason, you know, and got the job done today. Uh, As far as Leclerc goes, you know, he gave up one hard hit and he walked a guy. The other hit, though, was a a lucky hit. It was, you know, a a bloop, broken bat bloop. So, uh, you know... Even though he had to come out of the game there, uh, I I wouldn't say I was encouraged by his performance today, but I was not as discouraged by it as you know you would think when you just look at the line and the box score and the fact that Bochy mm-hmm. felt the need to bring in Will Smith there with the bases loaded and one out. All right. Well, I thought Eric, I thought about you because I went to one of those backyard concerts recently over off kind of the Lakewood area. Uh, off Skillman, and uh, it was, you know, it just kind of reminded me of the stuff you love and a big gathering out there, some food, some barbecue uh, out there in the backyard. There was somebody from Shooter Jennings Band that was playing. There was a blues, and it was like three different people. They weren't really a band together. You know, it was like three different acts, and they would just stand up there together, and one guy would play, and then the next guy would, you know, it was a very interesting. But uh, I know you've done a lot of those over the years. You've hosted those. And so uh, I did want to bring that up. And I know, boy, this is the time of year, the uh, the birthday bash, which has become such a huge thing. And I know uh, I know that continues to uh, to be a, a really big part of your life. Yeah. And, well, you know, we had a fantastic turnout. You know, it was a sold-out house last week for Daphne Willis and Danielle mm-hmm. Ponder. Um, it was exciting for me to be there. You know, it's the most people I've seen in one place, you know, over the last six months. And the as far as the house concerts go, to me, that's the best way to the best way to enjoy a show where you can interact directly with the musicians 
you know, it's so informal, you know, you get a chance to talk to them. And uh, I, I just love doing that. I'm glad you got a chance to do that. All right. I kept looking around, seeing old radio guys that we know, like uh, uh, Chick Ring and somebody. I mean, there were just like uh, different guys who showed up out of the out of the blue. And so it was it was kind of uh, who's our friend Russell, who's been in radio forever. Anyway, it was uh, it was it was kind of fun to, to do all that. Well, listen, we've been thinking about you a lot. You sound great. And like you say, you're staying on top of this. You'll be when it when you know it's time. You'll be uh, you'll be ready to roll. Do you um, do you like to listen or watch or do you kind of do both? Do you how do you how do you take these things in? Um, you know, being, being at home, which is so unusual for you. Yeah, I do both. Sometimes you know I'll watch with the radio sound on, um, depending on how much of a gap there is. You know, I, I'm not technologically savvy enough to sync up the radio sound with the TV sound. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I do it both ways. And I think our TV crew is excellent. Obviously, I love Matt and Jared. I think they're phenomenal. Um, but I think our, our TV crew is excellent. I think Dave Raymond is spectacular. C.J. Nitkowski is one of the best analysts in the game. And I really enjoy the insights that we get from the, the two Daves as well, David Murphy and, and Dave Alley. I think the Rangers and, uh, and John Blake gets a lot of credit for putting that TV crew together because I, I really enjoy the telecast as well as the radio broadcast. What what'd you make of that A's broadcaster who just got fired? I mean, you guys all know each other and have crossed paths over the years, especially with the A's. Uh, we don't have to – I mean, it, you know, I you, you like to think people can make mistakes. That was an awful one. Uh, but what, what what is your takeaway when something – like that happens. I mean, that obviously that's an extreme example of something that happened. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, it, you know, I, I, I know Glenn Kuyper is a really good guy, and my, you know, I feel very strongly that it was a, just a slip of the tongue. Um, I've had many a slip of the tongue myself where just the wrong word comes out, but unfortunately for him, the wrong word that came out is, is just totally unacceptable. And you know, I, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether, uh, you know, NBC, California or Bay Area or whatever it is, and the A's made the mm-hmm. right decision. But um, uh, I actually, I actually feel, I feel bad for Kate because I, I, you know, I really do think it was an accident. All right, Eric. Hey, thanks for doing this, and uh, we we want we look forward to hearing you. But just continue to take care of yourself. You sound great, and it's just it's just fun to get to hear from you. Thanks a lot, Mo. Great talking to you, and uh, I appreciate the support from all the people in the Waco area, as always. All right, there he goes, Eric Nadell, the uh, legendary voice of the Rangers, the Hall of Famer, Ford Frick Award winner, the whole shebang, and uh, it's. Uh, it's just uh, tremendous to get to hear from him, and uh, you know you can. He sounds great, and he's obviously staying on top of the baseball. And the most important, though, is to get uh, himself right. Uh, and, and this is something Eric's just shared before that runs in his family, and it's a lot of our families uh, that we have people who deal with mental health issues and and. Uh, 
anxiety. You have heard of players recently. You have heard of players stepping away. It's rare. It was rare. It's becoming more common. And even at Baylor and on college campuses, we're doing more about mental health awareness. We're having mental health awareness months. And you just don't think of it's hard to believe when somebody who's that used to being on the air and in front of people and and doing these public benefits, it's it's just kind of it's just so surprising. But also, I mean, I think it's good for all of us when when to hear somebody of that stature say it's even tougher, like you said, I can't do it right now and I need to take care of myself and I need to get better. And I know some people say, well, I can't do that on my job. I can't. I get that. I understand that. Um, But, you know, we all have issues and um, that we're dealing with. And I just hope Eric can return to the airways. I was looking, I was preparing for today's visit with him and realizing that he's 72 years old. And what he was talking about is 20 years ago, he got hit with a wave of, uh, and it sounds to me, Aaron, I don't want to, you know, try to analyze this. I'm not a therapist, but the, the sleep is a, that's a tough one. When you can't sleep, and and maybe you're just kind of getting an hour or two, and then you're already, you know, Eric's getting up there a little bit, and he's still extremely sharp, and he sounds great. But, man, if you can't go to sleep, that, is, that just has a horrible impact mentally and, and just the rest of your body. So much is impacted by that, and uh, just pray that he's getting the uh, – I mean, obviously, he's going to have great help, and he's talking to people, and he's trying to work. And as he said, he's having more uh, good days than bad. And I think that is, uh, you know, that is uh, that's a very, very uh, important. Uh, Aaron, we'll have the dismount coming up in a minute. We did um, had some. Well, it just that was tough news earlier today that um, Tina Turner. Uh, passed away. Uh, she was in her 80s, and they don't get a lot. Uh, they don't get a lot bigger uh, than uh, than Tina Turner and everything she went through. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad. Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. 
Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, you're invited to try out the Central Texas-style flavors at Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue is a family-owned roadside barbecue joint with a heavy focus on quality, consistency, and customer service. Everything is scratch-made in-house and cut to order. You might wait in line a little longer, and you might pay a little extra, but once you've had it, you'll understand. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. I'm Aaron Sexton. It has been the best of Matt Mosley all week. He's on vacation. We will have one more episode of the best of. We will still have Campus Confidential with all the latest news in college athletics. And we will also have any breaking news for you tomorrow. We will hear... Also from Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic about his article, recent article on Joey McGuire and Texas Tech football. We'll hear Matt talk to Joseph Duarte, who covers Houston athletics for the Houston Chronicle about the Cougars finally joining the Big 12. We'll talk with former Baylor assistant and Kansas State men's basketball head coach Jerome Tang. He talked with Matt about his first season in Manhattan, making the Elite Eight and what The expectations are for next season with a bunch of roster turnover, which almost every program in the country has now with the transfer portal. So we will hear his conversation with Jerome Tang, and we will also hear Matt and our very own Ward White's conversation with John Werner, who recently retired from the Waco Tribune Herald after many, many years there as a writer and columnist, one of my all-time favorites and just a great, great guy. So we'll hear from John Werner tomorrow as Matt talked to him right before his retirement on July 4th. As I said, we will also keep you up to date on some breaking news. The big story of the hour is that the NFL has approved the sale of the Washington Commanders for $6.05 billion. It has finally been finalized 
It has been bought by a group led by Josh Harris. Also, the uh, NFL has fined former, now former, Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder $60 million after he allegedly harassed a team employee and oversaw team executives who deliberately held millions of dollars in revenue from other NFL clubs. The NFL released a 23-page report detailing the findings of an independent investigation into Snyder's conduct just minutes after its owners unanimously approved the sale of the commanders to Josh Harris. So on the way out, he will have to give back some of that money to the NFL, but still doing quite well. After selling the commanders for $6.05 billion today, Dan Schneider, no longer the owner of the Washington Commanders. That's going to do it today. Thanks for listening. Thanks to those of you who texted in. One more day of the best of the Matt Mosley Show tomorrow. As I said, great guest, Sam Con Jr. from The Athletic, Joseph Duarte from The Houston Chronicle, Jerome Tang, and John Werner. That's coming up tomorrow right here on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the defending Big 12 Conference champion, Kansas State Wildcats. Here is John Morris. Hi, everybody. Continuing our series of Big 12 football previews. Today, a look at the defending Big 12 Conference champion, Kansas State Wildcats. We'll hear from head coach Chris Clark.